Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. Inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus, that you may know the certainty of those things in which you are instructed. Father, I just thank you for Luke. I thank you for these eyewitnesses. God, I thank you for this document of the gospel of Luke that tells us these stories. Lord, you are in it. It has your power in it, and I thank you for it, Lord. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth, and they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. And Father God, that is what I want as well. I want to walk in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. Father God, I thank you that there are no accidents. It was not the rolling of the dice. It was not the drawing of the straws, but God, you work all things according to the counsel of your will. And you had this thing lined up from the foundation of the earth, and I thank you for it. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Father God, if you want to send an angel to me, I'm open. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. And God, I just thank you that you hear our prayers. And you've heard my prayers over the years, and I am so grateful. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. And God, I'm rejoicing right now for the birth of John the Baptist. The world was about to enter into a new covenant. And this very exciting story that they've been waiting for hundreds of years is ready to kick into motion right now. For John will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And Father God, I want that right there. I want to be great in the sight of the Lord too. And Father God, I'm not drinking wine or strong drink. As the deer pants for the water, Father, so my soul longs after thee. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit. And God, I want that too. God, please fill me with your Holy Spirit fresh and new every day. 
He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And I, God, I pray that you'll use me this way too to turn people to you. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And God, I pray that you'll use me to turn the hearts of fathers to their children. And the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. God, I pray that you'll use me to help make people prepared for you. And Zacharias said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. God, I thank you for Gabriel, who stands in your presence. What a scene. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words which will be fulfilled in their own time. God, I believe. I believe your words. I don't want to ever be struck mute because I didn't believe. I believe. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned to them and remained speechless. He had seen a vision in the temple. God, you can show me a vision. I'm ready. Whatever you want, your ways are the best ways. So it was, as soon as the days of his service were completed, that he departed to his own house. Now, after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she hid herself five months, saying, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. God, I thank you for doing that for Elizabeth. How she must have felt being barren. And God, I thank you that you're doing it for me. You redeemed me. You spared me. And you took away my reproach too. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And Father God, I love that. God, I pray that I will find favor with you and everyone in my family will find favor with you. Everyone in my church, everyone in my world, God, I pray that we will all find favor with you. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Thank you, God, for the kingdom of the Christ. Thank you, God, that you call me to be a servant in your kingdom. I am ready to serve in whatever capacity you want. The kingdom that started right there is going today.
and I'm in. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of God. And God, I thank you for the announcement of the birth of your son, our savior, our redeemer. It's glad tidings of great joy. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren, for with God, nothing will be impossible. And I praise you, God, that nothing is impossible with you. You give the barren babies. The barren things are in our lives you bring life to. God, you can bring life out of any of the barrenness before us, and I pray that you will. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. God, I say the same thing. Behold, the servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her, and Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste, to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. God, I pray that when I greet people that your spirit in me will cause the Holy Spirit in them to jump for joy. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed. And Lord, I believe. There will be a fulfillment of those things which are told her from the Lord. God, I thank you that you always fulfill your word. God, I put my full faith and trust that there always is a fulfillment of those things which you have told us. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. And God, my spirit's also rejoicing in you, my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. God, you have regarded my lowly state as well. For henceforth all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. And God, I thank you that you've done great things for me and my family too. And holy is his name. Your name is holy. His mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. And God, I fear you. I need you and fear you, and I cannot live without you, and I cannot stray from you, Lord God. I don't want to miss anything in a single way. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. God, I don't ever want to be one of these that's scattered with the proud. God, I humble myself before you right now. You are the king. I'm the servant. 
I fall on the rock of Jesus right now so that I can be broken rather than having the rock fall on me to break me. I humble myself before you now. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. God, I am hungry for good things from you and you will fill. I know it and you have and I thank you. And the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. And Mary remained with Elizabeth about three months and returned to her house. Now Elizabeth's full time came for her to be delivered and she brought forth a son. When her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced with her. So it was on the eighth day that they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him by the name of his father, Zacharias. His mother answered and said, No, he shall be called John. But they said to her, There's no one among your relatives who is called by this name. So they made signs to his father what he would have him call. And God, I thank you for putting this in the Bible. Why were they making signs to him? Because he wasn't deaf. He just couldn't speak. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote saying, his name is John. So they all marveled. And God, I thank you for Zacharias's obedience in naming him John. God, I pray that I will be just as obedient right down even to a seemingly simple thing like that. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed and he spoke praising God. Then fear came on all who dwelt around them, and all these sayings were discussed throughout the hill country of Judea, and all those who heard them kept them in their hearts, saying, What kind of a child will this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. God, I pray that your hand will always be with me, that I'll always know your presence and feel your presence and live in your presence. Now his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit. Me too, Lord and prophesied, me too, Lord, saying, blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies. God, I pray that you'll save me and all of my people from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear. God, I want to do that. I want to serve you without fear. I know you love me. You've made a covenant with me. Your spirit is inside me. I fear you and I gladly serve you without fear. in holiness and righteousness all the days of our life. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. God, I pray that too, that you'll use me to bring knowledge of salvation to people by the remission of their sins. I'll be your vessel. Through the tender mercy of our God with which the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death 
Me too, Lord. I pray that you'll use me to give light to those who sit in darkness and to guide our feet into the way of peace. So the child grew and became strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his manifestation to Israel. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria, so all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. And God, look at them. The government gave them an order, and it was hard, and they did it. And it was all part of your prophetic plan for the Christ to be born in Bethlehem. God, let us be obedient where we need to be obedient. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. And God, I thank you for these good tidings of salvation. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And God, I give you the glory in the highest too. And I thank you for this great message of peace and reconciliation between us and you. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste. And God, I pray that when I hear from you, I'll do it with haste too, just like them. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now, when they had seen him, made, made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And God, I pray that I will make widely known the things that you've revealed to me. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. God, I know we've all been there where we're wondering what is going on. What does this all mean? And we ponder them in our heart, and we ask you these questions. But God, I completely put my trust in you, even if I don't know what's going on. I don't need to know what's going on. I trust that you know what's going on, and I put my trust in you. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. And God, I just take a moment to thank you for these shepherds. So lowly, they're living on the ground with sheep. And you didn't go to Rome. 
You didn't go to Caesar. You didn't go to Herod. You didn't go to the high priest. You went to the lowly. And you still do it today, and I thank you. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now in the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons. And God, as I read this, I realize that I too am a male who opened the womb. I'm the firstborn son. And God, I want to be like this, holy to you. So I commit myself to you fresh and new today to be holy to you. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout. Praise you, God, I also want to be just and devout, like Simeon. He was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he would, had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. And I thank you, God, that you have included us the Gentiles, in your salvation plan and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, the child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And God, I serve you with fastings and prayers night and day. I pray that I'll be just as committed as Anna was in her old age, to serve you all the way to the end. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. God, I pray that I will speak to all those who need redemption. I'll speak to them of you. So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own city Nazareth and the child grew and became strong in spirit filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him the father God I thank you for Jesus I thank you for Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the angels and Gabriel God I praise you for Zacharias and Elizabeth and Simeon and even Anna here at the end this whole redemption story thank you for 
Luke writing it. And thank you for Theophilus, who he was sharing it with, and for all the witnesses who told their stories to Luke so he could write it all down. God, I thank you that this story is still going on today in my life and the lives of the people around me. You're still visiting and redeeming people. You're still filling people with your Holy Spirit. You're still causing hearts to leap for joy. You're still reaching out to the lonely, the lowly, feeling hungry with good things. And with all my heart, God, I thank you and I praise you. I worship you and adore you. You're the King of Kings. You're the Lord of Lords. It is an honor to be your servant and your child. And I dedicate myself to you completely and fully right now in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Well, that's my opening prayer. And my closing prayer. So that was an example of praying through the scriptures. And some of you have a personal prayer time and you find it boring. And it's dry and stale. But I just want you to know that God is real. This is not a stale, old, musty book of religion, but it's the real, live, living God. If you've been saved, his Holy Spirit is inside of you, and he will do wondrous, marvelous things. So if you ever go into your prayer time and you're like, what should I say? What should I do? Here's one thing you can do. Is you, that was Luke chapter 1 and 2. You can just start reading through it, and be talking to God as you go through it. And then just watch what your conversation with God turns into as you prayerfully pray your way through the Bible. I've prayed through many books of the Bible just like this, just praying through. And then I write down prayers out to the side of my prayers to the Lord. Anything that triggers a prayer, whether it's a prayer of thanksgiving or a prayer request, whatever it is, and you can keep track of your prayers as you pray your way through scriptures. I told the team then I was going to uh, close with a couple of announcements, and uh, here's one of the announcements because what we did here, we're going to have a class to help you to do this on Wednesday night starting January 10th, and it's called Praying Our Way Through the Book of Luke, one chapter per week. So what we're going to do is... Uh, Read the chapter and pray your way at home in your personal prayer time through that chapter. And then we're going to get together on Wednesday nights over in the hallway in room 103 and talk about what did we get out of the Luke chapter 1, uh, what stood out to us. But then we're especially going to focus on this idea of, well, what prayers came out of that. And we're going to kind of then just keep track of our prayers that we're praying to God and there's this one scripture where Jesus says, well, you know, if you pray according to his will, well, that's why we pray our way through scriptures. We kind of figure, well, it's in the Bible, so that must be God's will, right? So I'll pray my way according to the scriptures. So that's a class that we're doing. One last announcement, and that is a new Sunday school class that's starting on January 7th. We'll be meeting in the chapel. We do have Sunday school class in this church, by the way, if you didn't know from 9 to 10 before this service starts at 10.30. But the, by the way, the name of this message today was called Bringing Wood to Your Christmas Fire. 
I hope that did that today. I hope the Christmas story came alive to you in a different and unique way today. But that class is going to be called The Passion of David, Bringing Wood to Your Spiritual Fire. And the idea behind it is we're going to start with David as a very passionate character. And so we're going to springboard off of David's passion to just talk about things that get us fired up. The uh, characters in the Bible, the statements in the Bible. Uh, for example, one of my favorites is, is uh, of course, we have that one where Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him, yet will I serve him. All right, this is a, a bold statement of Job. All right, that inspires me. So we're going to be diving into these inspirational statements, passionate statements, yes, in the Bible, but then also in uh, Christian characters over the last 2,000 years, or even people you know, or we'll get into hymn lyrics and song lyrics, anything that's passionate, anything that stirs your spiritual fire, anything that fans the flames, that's what we're going to be talking about. I told them in Sunday school this morning, this uh, class starting the first of the year is, um, we're not going to tell you anything to do. If you ever thought, why do I always have to come to church and they tell me things to do? Well, this is going to be a class, we're not going to tell you anything to do. It's going to just be all inspiration. So hopefully you'll go walk out of there. Not that we told you anything to do, but you're going to have a heart that wants to do. So I thank you very much for coming. That's really it for today. I would invite you if you want to come forward, if you have any questions or comments uh, when we're done, and, uh, or if you have any prayer requests or you want to come and pray, then you can come forward and do that. Otherwise, I'm going to close in prayer. And when I say amen, then you're dismissed. Heavenly Father, I love you. I thank you for this. I thank you for all the things I've already thanked you for this morning. I pray, Lord God, that you'll just stir up a heart within us to love you, to serve you, to spend time in prayer, to spend time in your word. And I pray especially, Lord, that this Christmas season that we will put you first, the birth of the Savior, we'll keep that as the main focal point of the holiday as we put our trust and faith in you and follow you every day from here on out. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.